You're listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 28. Hey, it's spring, not in Wisconsin. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should too. All right, all right, all right. Hi, everybody. How are you doing today? My name is Scott Wellens, and I am your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people. That is you build real wealth. So together, we can take family stewardship to the next level. I'm a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor. And thank you so much for tuning in today. I think it's so super cool that you decided to listen to this show today. And in this episode, we're going to answer a very serious question that is looming on a lot of people's minds, and that is, how much retirement income is enough? But before we get to that, I just want to let you know what's going on around my world. I do teach a retirement planning class. I teach one in the fall. I teach one in the spring. Yesterday, or last night rather, was the kickoff of the spring session at the local college in my area. And if you tuned into the news in the last day or so, you would see that weather is very severe in a lot of different areas. And in Milwaukee, we were right on the edge of a crazy, serious blizzard and a whole bunch of rain. So me, I started stressing out a couple of days before last night. And then at least 24 hours before the class started, it started at 6.30 last night, it started raining and the rain turned into this freezing rain. And you know, sometimes freezing rain is worse than snow and I'm freaking out nervous because I'm thinking that no one's going to show up to the retirement class. So around two o'clock, the freezing rain turns into snow, kind of a light snow. And I'm at my house. My kids had an early release. They just started spring break. My wife gets home from work about four and I take off to the college. And as I'm driving, the snow is getting thicker and thicker. Visibility is horrible. I drove up to the college and I could barely see it because it was so snowy outside. I get into the college. I start setting up for the class make sure the media is working right. While I'm doing all that, I'm getting text messages from my wife with frowny faces because she sees what's going on outside and she feels like at this point, no one is going to show up to the retirement class. 30 minutes before class starts, nobody's there. And you know what? Normally when I teach this class, there's always a couple or two that are 45 minutes early. And this time, nobody. 
the media guy named Mel, oh, I'm sure he's got a whole lot of responsibilities at the college, but he comes and checks in with me to make sure that I have the media running right, that the overhead projector is working, that my computer is projecting onto the big screen. And he kind of gives me the same type of frowny face, feeling bad for me, thinking I'm setting up for no reason because no one's coming to the class. Mel and I talk about talk for about 10 minutes about retirement and things like that. Now it's 20 minutes before class and no one's there. But guess what? 19 minutes before class starts, the first couple walks in. I'm thinking to myself, at least one couple wants to learn about retirement tonight. There were 26 couples signed up for this retirement planning class. But then something magical happened. In the next 18 minutes, all of the other couples show up for class. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how motivated these people were about taking serious steps to improve their chances of achieving everything they want in retirement. I am telling you people, the snow was coming down so hard. I had several couples call to see if the class was still going on. So they called and checked, and you know what? When they found out that it was, they got out into the snow, and they showed up for class. They showed me how serious they were about achieving their goals. How cool is that? Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, you guys. Today, we're going to answer a very serious question. How much retirement income is enough. This was one of the questions that we answered last night during the retirement class. We covered five main topics, but this was one of them, determining how much you need and then where these sources of retirement income were going to come from. But what keeps you up at night when you're thinking about retirement? A lot of times, what keeps you up at night on a lot of different topics is just the unknown. I mean, the unknown we think about when we're raising our kids and are they going to stay off of drugs and get good grades and find a good job and get into college. All of these unknowns freak us out. And when we start thinking about retirement and am I saving enough? How much should I be saving? What weight? is the best way to invest my money. All of these unknowns, these things that we're not sure of, that's what keeps us up at night. And how much retirement income is enough, the closer you get to retirement, weighs on your mind. I believe this is the most important question that folks need to answer as they are approaching retirement, even if you're far off from retirement, so you can determine how much you need to save. So how much is enough? Well, a lot of people want to know if they can maintain the same lifestyle as when they were still working. And if you go back and listen to episode number 23, which is the seven most common retirement dreams, you will find that this is dream number one. Maybe it's not that sexy of a dream. However, nobody wants to run out of money in retirement. If you want to learn about some of these other dreams, I highly recommend you tune in to episode number 23. And you can do that by going to bestinwealth.com. 
There's only one main page there. You can scroll down to episode number 23 and listen right on the website. The other thing you can do if you're interested in investing and you want to make sure that you have your investments right, I highly encourage you to click on the link 10 Steps to a Better Investment Experience to get you started. On The Best in Wealth, we take a family stewardship approach to investing, and this will start getting you closer to how real investing works. Not gambling, not speculation, but investing. The other thing you can do if you want to listen to episode number 23, if you generally listen through your iTunes podcast app or if you go on the website there or any of the other podcast apps available, episode number 23 will get you there. All right, back to retirement income. There's actually two different ways to figure out how much income you will need in retirement and we're going to concentrate mostly on this second way. But the first is if you know what your expenses are right now. This is the most reliable way to figure out how much you will need because if you know what your expenses are right now and you know which expenses are going to be eliminated once retirement starts, well, now you just need to know how many years you are away from retirement or what that goal is and adjust that expense amount from today's dollars into the future. So you need to adjust it for inflation. And then you start to get an idea. But since the majority of people do not have a spending plan or a budget, there's another way to dial in. And we call this the replacement rate. So if you don't have a budget, you don't know how much you're spending every month, let's talk in detail about income replacement rate. So what percent of pre-retirement income is needed to sustain your current lifestyle? Well, it depends on how much you earn right before you retire. So let me walk you through an example. And in our example, Mark earns $75,000 a year. And the money that he earns right now goes towards saving for retirement, it goes towards taxes, and towards spending. Spending on the mortgage on his home, food on the table, clothing, all of those things that we spend on a monthly basis. However, when Mark retires, he's not going to be saving for retirement any longer. He will most likely be paying less in taxes and his spending will most likely decrease as well. Why? Maybe he has kids and the kids have moved out of the house. We all know how expensive kids are. In fact, we're going to be doing an episode in the near future on how much it actually costs to raise a child. More on that later. The other thing Mark has that he doesn't have when he's working is time. Mark has more time to shop for deals and maybe cook at home, eating out less. So when you add all that up, Mark might only need 65% of his $75,000 to live the same lifestyle that he was when he was working. And this decrease in spending is well documented in studies for the last 40 years. And when we dig into the data, these spending declines depend on your income. And the steepest declines happen with higher incomes. And this directly impacts your replacement rate. So let's walk through another example. 
in this example, Laura earns $100,000 a year. So Laura saves at a higher rate than Mark did. Laura pays more taxes than Mark because she's making more. And Laura has more money to spend. So when Laura retires, her replacement rate may only be 50%, much less than what Mark's were. The study that I looked at actually separated three types of earners. High income earners are those who earn $100,000 and over. Middle earners were considered those who earned between $50,000 and $100,000, and low earners earned under $50,000. And keep in mind, this is household gross income. So if you're married or you have a partner and you're both working, we're adding the two numbers together. So for the high earners, I already told you, the replacement rate is around 50%. For the middle income earners, those earning between fifty dollars and $100,000, the replacement rate is like Mark's in our example, 65%. And for low income earners, the replacement rate is 80%. Why is that? Well, low earners are the highest because they spend more on necessities before and after retirement. When you make a lot more money, you have a lot more disposable income it makes your replacement rate go down later in life. So here's the deal though. Once you find out what your replacement rate is and what is yours, is it 50%? Is it 65%? Is it 80%? Because once you figure out what it is, now my friends, you need to figure out how you're going to fund it. The good news is Social Security will fund a portion of it. And Social Security actually has the greatest impact on low earners. So when a low earner retires, that Social Security will replace a higher percentage of that 80% that they need in retirement for their replacement rate. Those who are only replacing 50%, that Social Security covers less because even though they're only replacing 50% of their income before they retired, that 50% still adds up to a lot. So the social security does not cover as much as you think it will cover. So here's the big question though, friends. Why is it important for households to think about the replacement rate? I mean, if I'm 40 years old, why do I give a crap about replacement rate right now? And this is why. Having a goal is the very first step when deciding how much you need to save for a successful retirement. Because if you don't have a goal, well, then you're a drifter. Do not become victim of the drift. Remember the last couple of episodes, I've been quoting Michael Hyatt. No one ever drifted to an outcome they intended to. Think of yourself in the middle of the lake. You drop a little floaty down. And the goal is to float back to your cabin. But all you're doing is letting the wind take you wherever it takes you and the waves take you wherever it takes you. What do you think the odds are that you're going to land at the dock at your cabin? Very, very slim. If we don't know where we're headed, then there's no way we can make a plan to actually get there. So friends, set a goal. Set a replacement rate goal for yourselves. The other thing I want you to think about, though, is we're talking about replacement rates right now to replace your current spending. 
But when you're a family steward, I'm not quite sure that's enough. Because you have some cornerstones in your life that you want to build abundance in. You may want to leave a legacy for your kids. You may want to take the whole family on vacation every single summer. You may want that cabin by the lake so your kids and grandkids can come and visit every weekend. So as a family steward, our replacement rate may be higher than what I just spoke of. Because the key here is everybody is unique. Everybody is different. Everybody has a different plan. Everybody has different cornerstones in their lives. Figure out what they are. Figure out where you are right now. Figure out where you want to go and guess what? Then you can start building steps and making a comprehensive wealth plan to get to exactly where you want to get. What keeps you up at night? What stresses you out when it comes to money? Is it not knowing how much to save for retirement? Do you know what your replacement rate is? Do you have a plan to get there? I don't know about you, but I do not want to be victim of the drift. I don't want to just end up somewhere when it's time to retire and be in a place where I am not able to achieve everything financially that I want to achieve. I want to figure out what's important to me, my family, my friends, my spirituality, and I want to build abundance in those cornerstones. And you cannot do that, my friends, if you do not know where you want to go. And it starts with your replacement rate. It starts with a goal. It starts with direction. If you have any questions at all about replacement rate or anything else pertaining to your financial situation, go to bestinwealth.com. In the upper right-hand corner, click Ask Scott a Question and ask me whatever you want to. Or even better, go to bestinwealth.com and click on 10 steps to a better investing experience. I'm telling you, this, this will help you get on a road to investing like a family stewardship. Investing like a family steward. I hope everybody has an unbelievable, fantastic week. And I'm going to see you all on the flip side. See you later. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.